All right, it's time for the Miami Sports Pod. But this week we are doing things a little differently because it is the final week for Dwayne Wade in a Miami Heat uniform as the regular season comes to a close this week. So as we tape, and we usually do on a Sunday night as we do now, this is about reflection. This is all about Dwayne Wade. This isn't about this season. This isn't about the Heat's future. So you can get that out of the agenda. If you're here to ask questions or to hear questions answered, I should say, about the Heat's future and salary cap and all that stuff, you're at the wrong place. This is a reflection and really uh, an honoring of Dwayne Wade and what he's meant to the franchise, and I think individually to all of us. Will Manso, Clay Furrow, Dookie Lang, all of us in varying degrees have either covered Dwayne for most, if not all, his career or been a fan of Dwayne in that time. So, Clay, we're going to kind of I – th- I think we should do this kind of a roundtable reflection, not a – doesn't have to be chronological. doesn't have to sit here and say, well, Dwayne Wade was drafted fifth overall out of Marquette in 2003. I mean, we know this story – my question is, when you think of the story, and I say Dwayne Wade, what's the first thing that comes to mind? 2006. Okay. And, and I think the first thing that comes to mind, by the way, when I hear the name Dwayne Wade is Miami Heat. And I, I think he is the Miami Heat. I think he will always be the Miami Heat in the same way that Michael Jordan is the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. And I think as the last few years have gone on, as much credit as Pat Riley got and certainly deserved for bringing together the big three, Dwayne Wade was the one at the center of all of that. And if it weren't for the Olympic team and Dwayne Wade getting together with LeBron and, and Chris mm-hmm. Bosh, so much of what we in South Florida enjoy is a sports culture, even though it's a little down now. It's because of Dwayne Wade. Yeah. So the first thing I think of is Miami Heat. Well, and you know, you you said 2006, and again, we didn't plan this as far as like, okay, let's talk about your favorite moment, let's talk about your favorite game, let your favorite experience with Dwayne, whatever it may be. We're doing this just on the fly with no understanding of, of direction as far as, again, it's not chronological, it's memories of Dwayne. And when you think of memories, sometimes they just come at you. And you say 2006, I think back, I'll start with this, Dookie, I think back to 06, we're, it's game three of the 2006 Finals with the American Airlines Arena, I'm sitting in the press level that's the highest level of, of press. There's different areas, one a little bit closer to the court. There's one all the way up in the rafters, basically. And I was with Tim Hardaway, who at the time was our heat analyst for our post-game shows and pre-game shows, and the, the game was on Channel 10. And I remember looking at Timmy, and the Heat were down 13, and Timmy looks at me and he goes, man, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. And I said, Timmy, I, I don't. I don't see how this turns. I mean, I said, Dwayne can't do it by himself. I mean, Dwayne's been great, but he's like, they need Dwayne to just take over. I remember Timmy saying that they need Dwayne to take over. And what proceeded to happen was the greatest takeover I think I've ever seen on that type of stage, certainly with my own eyes and my experience of being there, to watch him turn that around in the fourth quarter, take that game, not look back, the Heat win the next three and claim the first title in team history. Dookie, I, I know you know you remember it well as a fan. I'll never forget that moment again. Seeing one Heat legend telling me, you know, hey, he's got to take over, and then watching what would now become not just a Heat legend, but the greatest player in franchise history, take over and single-handedly lead the Heat to eventually win a championship. I remember being in the building that night. I was actually sitting with uh, our old anchor Matt Lorch, who is now working mm-hmm. in uh, Seattle. Right? Seattle, yeah. yeah. And uh, we were just like in disbelief because. They were down, I think, 13 or 14 points. Yeah, they down think, 13, 13 points in the, in the fourth, fourth quarter, yeah. and they were down and this, 2-0 this is, in the series. By the way, this isn't with 11.41 left in the fourth. No. This is midway through the fourth right. quarter. And and not only did they come back and win that game, they, they didn't lose again. And that, that year was, you know, the, the one-suit, one-shirt, Pat Riley, 
uh, story. For me, when I think about Dwayne, I think about it in the sense that he and I both came into the professional world at the same time. So I graduated college and started my career in 2003, and Dwayne was drafted in 2003. So for me, again, we're, I'm speaking only personally. No, but I think he's, others. He's, I think others have similar stories that they think the of only, the moment he's in the, their life. Like he's in his 16th season, and I'm in my 16th season. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool. Can for you me, retire after this podcast? I, 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 I essentially. Just we'll say I'll give you a jersey. We're hoping. If I had the uh, the opportunities that Dwayne will have the rest of his life, I would yeah. happily consider some of uh, his options. But I, I just I you know so for me because I've seen him from the kid out of Marquette who I remember watching in the tournament and thinking, okay, this guy's really good. Mm-hmm. To ooh, the Heat got him. To being at his first playoff game where when they used to have the media seating right underneath the basket, the first three rows used to be media seating, and sitting next to Jimmy Cephalo watching Dwayne hit that shot that won the Charlotte series and just, just, I think the word that comes to mind for me is maturation and watching him. He was like shy when he first got here a little bit Mm -hmm. and to see, to remember like him getting drafted and him having his son and him being a little shy and trying to figure everything out. And now he's absolutely a global icon and to watch him every game, signing these autographs and have people lined up and with signs that I flew in from Australia to see Dwayne's last dance and I came from this part of the world and I came from that part of the world and just to see him become a superstar on the court, to see him become uh, someone who cares about social justice and some of the things he's expanded Mm -hmm. with that, to see some of the things he's done for players' rights and the way he helped the big three come together Mm -hmm. and the way that basketball players think about their business side and to see his businesses emerge. Well, the the fashion. He's done a little bit of everything. Everything. To your point on his maturation, and this is, I think, this is a credit to Dwayne as a person. He talks about the shy level of a guy who grew up, again, born in Illinois, Robbins, Illinois, working his way through Chicago. Uh, Father wasn't always there. The mother wasn't always there. He had a lot of responsibility from an early age he had to deal with. And Dwayne came to the league very shy. I remember meeting Dwayne for the first time. And Dwayne had this thing where he he was unsure of himself in a public setting because he just was a little, not just shy, but at times he would, I think he would say things and they didn't come out right. And he wasn't sure how confident he was. He was saying he, he wasn't he, as polished he as he is now. He talked like a person who wasn't who really did just wanted to sound and make everything sound right but wasn't sure if it was coming out right and, and and I think that held them back from a perspective of of being this personality and then slowly but surely you saw him come out of this shell and, and be more confident in the way he spoke the way he was at a public speaker the way he was to control a room and he took the confidence that he's always had on the basketball court and he started translating it to the real world and to the world as a public figure, as you said, a global icon. And now you get to the point where I don't think there are many people that we cover in this, in any sport and in our profession that command a room more than Dwayne. When Dwayne holds a news conference, everything he says, whether you ask him about politics, whether you ask him about sports, about social issues, about his children, about anything, he has become a person that's a, a sounding board to be able to say these things that are very impactful where I credit Dwayne, where you talk about development on the court, off the court, what he's become as a person is phenomenal. And that's a credit to him because when he came in the league, he was not that way, Clay. It's amazing. And when you cover athletes, it's you never quite know how they're going to be in person. Mm-hmm. And I spent quite a bit of time in, in Fort Myers before coming here. And so our experiences with athletes were not on a daily basis. It was more every couple of months we'd get to go and travel to – bigger events, NFL games, things like that. 
so you only got short little glimpses and and we'll get into my my first experience with Dwayne Wade coming you almost you almost ended his career when I I punched him and shoved him to the floor (laughs) um but what struck me because I came over here at the height of the big three and so you got here with two years left or one year I can't uh, remember in the last year year but it was you you scared LeBron I I did I was the one that made LeBron LeBron left we almost yeah but it was still at that point where it was still a phenomenon and it was also at that point by the way guys where I think it came out as the year went on I think Chris Bosh even alluded to this that they were kind of over the whole Mm -hmm. thing they were over the the spectacle of it that it, it really wasn't fun anymore so I say all of that because Dwayne Wade was always a professional and much like Bosch by the way both of them always gave thoughtful answers and and made our jobs really really easy and it's not always easy and and that's not just covering professional sports but you know you go into these these locker rooms and and sometimes guys just don't want to talk and sometimes guys just just want to be left alone and you don't blame them at all but we still have a job to do and there's still an obligation on their end Dwayne Wade has always 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 stepped up even when it it wasn't it wasn't always fun to he always steps up and, and is a true professional and then guys I remember this too uh, and and as you said we're not really following any sort of a script here so it's kind of stream of consciousness I remember him doing an event here and it was right after it was announced that he was leaving okay. uh, to go to the Bulls and I was anchoring on a day and it was kind of short notice and so we had to send out a news reporter and a news photographer. And I'm sitting there looking at, at the clock. I'm like, man, when are we going to get back? When are they going to get back? i got to get this on for my, 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 my sports cast. I couldn't go out there because I had to be in studio. And they roll in smiling and laughing, and they've got pictures. Dwayne Wade, even though he knew he was leaving, and there was no indication at that point that he was going to come back and play for the Heat again, he took the time to shake the hand and thank every single reporter that went out there. The, the reporter at the time who went out there for us had never covered Dwayne Wade before. It was his first time. Same thing with the photographer. But they got handshakes. They got pictures with him. He was smiling. He, this is not somebody who did things because it bettered him. Mm-hmm. He did so many things because it was the right thing to do. It was the professional thing to do. And you can't say that about all athletes. So hat tip to him for, for one of the most famous people in the entire world, yeah. certainly one of the most famous athletes. He, he never stopped being a pro and giving his time. Our sponsor today, Vera Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. Now, we're going to talk Big Three in a little bit. You referenced it a bit uh, the last year in particular. I want to talk about the Big Three and that four-year stretch, which is incredible. We've already touched a little bit on 06, which we can certainly delve back into. But I think the most iconic moment of Dwayne's career outside of championships is the <laughs> this is my house moment, which I would like to think most people were either in his house. Could you imagine being a season or, ticket yes. holder and being there at yeah. that game? Or being a media member with credential oh. uh, that you go to any game and you live across the street from it and you don't and you just happen not to go. And, and, we, and it's the bull. I mean, that's that. That was a pretty heated, right? Which we'll get into in a little bit because I mean, that was my experience was a heated Bulls game. But I yeah. mean, you don't miss Bulls games. Well, we actually have uh, brought in via satellite, and by satellite, I mean sitting right next to me, uh, Dookie Lang, who 
is <sighs> I can tell you this: a huge Dwayne Wade fan, aside from being a media member that that has covered him, uh, and you had the option <laughs> of um, of going. And like we could speak, uh, we could speak comfortably here. I think uh, openly about we're both, you know, all of us have children. We're yep. uh, happily in our relationships, but Lang was chasing tail that day. He was just for, you know, for, like so, like so, like that, that's good, the easiest way to put it. So in Goodwill Hunting, right? So the the Robin Williams character slides his ticket. He misses the the famous World Series game, and he says, "I had to go see about a girl." And everybody thinks it's super profound. So I missed the Dwayne Wade. This is my house game because I went to a Purim party, which was uh, basically like a Halloween party uh, in downtown Miami. That season, I lived directly across the street from the American Airlines Arena, meaning most games I could leave my house. You were always there. You were always there. I could leave my house at 7.30. I could leave my house and be in my seat in time for tip-off. So of the 41 home games, I probably went to at least 30 of them. And I remember thinking, well, the Bulls are a good team, but this is a good party. I'm going to go out. So I go out, and I'm enjoying the party, and I'm talking to a young lady. Again, I'm single at the time, and... My phone starts to go off and it's you, Will Manso. And it says, oh my goodness. I'm like, okay, this is Will messing with me because he knows I missed the heat game. Now Will's being funny. The next text comes in. It's from our producer, JJ Leonard, who's no longer like working here, but text me. I can't believe that. So I go, oh, whatever. Will is with JJ and they're messing with me. All of a sudden I get a text from my friend Matt in Colorado. Dude, unbelievable. I'm like, Wait, something's happening. Then my brother from Brooklyn texts me, Dwayne Wade. And I go, oh, God, what happened? And I look at my phone. And at that point, we weren't in the era of like video where you could see yeah, the video right away. Media and so stuff, all yeah. I see is Heat 134, I believe, Bulls 133, final OT. And I was just like, oh, my God, I, I better marry this girl. I didn't marry that girl, but yeah, I was like, it oh wasn't my, worth it. I, it I wasn't was worth like, it. You so, missed So you literally missed the, the most memories. iconic moment. Like, they still say this is my house. He does. It is he jumps house. on the scorer's table, high five Nick Harrison, put his hands up in glory. That was like one of the defining moments. That was an amazing year. And I totally missed it. And. Everybody texted me about it, and I thought I thought they were all messing with me. <laughs> and every time I see that clip, every time I mean, the, uh, if you, you look you think, if you, you look around you, the arena, think of that girl? no, I think of how stupid I was to not go to that game. I, I, I you know, the, the signage around the arena, the shirts, this is my house. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, in, that in, of all in the defense, games to miss, look in defense of you, I knew you, I've known you for a long time, and I knew you when you were single, and again, you're happily married, and you found the right woman. But back then, you were looking for that woman. You were like Dwayne. You weren't afraid to take a big shot. You I would, did. You would go out swinging. Like you would take shots and you would take your shots until they, they hit and you hit a few years later. I was but, like Dion Waiters. I was a high volume shooter. I, I was trying percent. to make you like Dwayne to make you feel better. But yeah, you were a little Dion esque. There's no doubt about it. I, as we share stories, I don't have anything that bad. But I, I think of the the two things. Actually, three quick stories of Dwayne. I want to make them quick because these stories can go on forever. The 06 finals, we talked about that, that moment. I'll never forget walking in that locker room in Dallas. And seeing Pat Riley and Alonzo Mourning hugging in tears and Shaq hugging Dwayne. But then watching Dwayne just slowly kind of break down, just his tears start flowing. It was one of those moments. We've all had those moments, whether it be in tragedy or in ecstasy, where we're, you know something amazing happens in your life or something terrible happens in your life where you just lose control. I'll never forget seeing him lose control. It was just one of those things where it just all that emotion pouring out. 
Uh, I think the second thing I think of when I think of Dwayne too, uh, I'll never forget being in China. And I told you the story before in China, seeing he, his publicist said, hey, Dwayne's having an event. I know you're doing this show. Dwayne's having an event, this leaning. I have no idea what leaning is. It, uh, of course, years later, we found that it's a huge shoe company run by this very famous man uh, in, in China that now Dwayne is the face of this company. But it was the first time he had just signed the deal. And they said they're having the event to to announce it. And it was like I was in another planet, not another country. You, you, you The event was like, like a fashion show, but where the stage opened up and this lighting came on and, you know, all the announcements in Chinese, I can't understand what they're saying, but oh, Dwayne Wade! And Dwayne comes through and it was insane. And they had every prototype of Dwayne's shoe laid out. It looked like if you're walking to like the Nike store and you just see like all the shoes laid out. That's what it looked like, but it was just of Dwayne Wade. That they're for. And afterwards I looked at him and they gave us an interview and I said, Dwayne, what was that? He's like, I've never seen anything like that. Just it was just incredible to see that. And now all the, it's funny. And recently spoke to Dwayne, at end of kind of career interview that we had for Local Ten for our special next month on his career. And he said, you know, I remember that. I asked him about this. I remember that. But it's gotten even crazier now. Now when I go back, that the admiration, the love, and the support. Because not only am I Dwayne Wade, the great basketball player that they've watched for years. Now I'm Dwayne Wade, the ambassador of yeah. leaning and 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 basically almost part of their culture right. now because he's associated with leaning. So those are a couple of the stories that just come to mind about his career. And then the final thing, Clay, is the only time I ever remember Dwayne Wade being mad at me. So as a reporter, we all have moments where we ask dumb questions. We all have moments where we think that there's a little tension with an athlete, especially when you cover that long. We're in the playoffs, covering the playoffs for the Heat one year, and it was the day that Dwayne wore those capri pants. Remember we those pants <laughs> that were like up to his calves, a little lower, and it became like a big thing. And we now now we're talking about social media age. Now we're you know so now it's being tweeted out, and this is this must have been what 12, 13, uh, 2012, 2013 in that range. And we would do a segment on Channel Ten called "What Did Dwayne Wear." Remember what, that? What, 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 Wade what, what, Wade, what was Wade wearing? What did Wade? Now I had nothing to do with this segment. It was a morning segment. I was working so, morning. So then. they were calling me. It might have been you telling me, "Hey, they really want you to ask Dwayne about the pants." They, I, I know that the game was a crazy game that they won, I believe. And he's like, "But you got to ask Dwayne about the pants." Yeah. And I'm like, "Guys, I don't want to ask Dwayne about the pants. Ask Dwayne about the pants. Oh, fine, whatever." So you know when you're in, we've all been in those media interviews where. Questions are coming left and right, coming left and right. And when you're trying to get your question and you want to get it out right, because a lot of times you're starting a question, but somebody else is trying to get into yeah, a question. So you, yeah. you want to make sure you're concise and like, you know, hey, what happened on this play in the third? Hey, what do you feel about this? And, and just get it out. And not. Dr so after Dwayne had answered a lot of that, I thought, well, I got to ask this question. And there was a slight pause and my question came out backwards. I mean, so wrong. It came out nothing like I had thought of it. And I said something to the effect of Dwayne, um, you wore those uh, pants. uh and Dwayne kind of turns and looks at me. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, those pants that you wore, I mean, uh, you know. I mean. And, and I said, and I'll never forget, I said, did you like them? <laughs> Which is the stupidest thing in the world because he, so he said the natural, what would you say to someone if they said to you? I wore them. Yes. So, yes. so Dwayne looked at me, he goes, I wore them, didn't I? And I said, yeah, but I mean, you know, what, what was the thought? He's like, I thought they were good pants and I wore them. And he gave me this eye roll and he turned to the next question. I thought, but that didn't, what would Dwayne wear? What would did Dwayne, it didn't come out right. Will's how, dignity. How did that, right. how did that measure up that conversation to the ones that you have had since with Patrick Ewing and Mike Piazza? Well, see, those are different. The Patrick Ewing, like I looked at the Ewing when I was a kid. And so these, these 
conversation. Dominique Wilkins, even this year, I had a conversation Dominique, with that's, that. That was the Dominique Wilkins' conversation I had with him was a guy I I loved basketball partly because of Ewing and, and, and uh, Dominique, and I saw Nick, and I always see him at games. He, he works as an analyst for the Hawks, and I, I was alone with him. I thought he's in the room. I'm going to stop by, say hello, and he. He, being such a polite man, saw me walking. So he said, hey, how are you, man? And he probably he has no clue what my name is, but he's probably seen me so much around the arena that he knows I either do something with the heat or I'm around. He said, hey, how are you, man? And it caught me so off guard that I said, hey, Nick. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Nick. Like, and he, and he, and he kind of like nodded his head as I walked by, and he's probably thinking, what a dummy. But that's probably not what he said. I can't bleep out probably. So, yeah, I've had good experiences. But those are the things that come to mind yeah. of so many things that come to mind with Dwayne Wade. So, uh, here, here's mine because this was my – Oh, it's a great one. <laughs> literally up close and personal contact with Dwayne Wade. So, I'm sure many of you will remember the game. Uh, back in 2005, I was in Fort Myers, and as I mentioned, we get to take sporadic trips to cover big events. And so, I pitched this coming over, staying overnight, uh, but – the the conditions when you pitch to your news director that you're going to make a trip over when you're working for a a small to mid-market station is you better come back with a lot of material so i was like all right we're gonna go we're gonna get we're gonna do a story on Dwayne. we'll do a story on on zoe we'll do a story on i did a story on dji reed did a story like a whole bunch of different things that i'd sat there and come up with just for this trip so we're coming over and i was the weekend sports anchor at the time our sports director I was back at the station, and so he was rolling on the on the game. And there were a couple of things that happened early in, early in the game that I was like, okay, uh, that's going to be really good for our piece on Zoe. That's going to be <laughs> this video is going to be really good for our piece on on DJI Re because uh, just some different things that I knew was happening in the arena. So I called our sports director at halftime. I was like, hey, were you rolling on this and this? He's like, no. No, I, I had to change the tuner to go get something else. I was like, all right, well, I'll have to change course. <laughs> so fourth quarter rolls around, and I always love sitting on the floor. I would take a camera and, and pretend like I was shooting, and I'd shoot about two or three quarters, but then obviously you're just shooting your stuff or your features anyway. I wasn't shooting the entire game. So by the fourth quarter, heat are blowing out the Bulls. They would go on to win 104 to 86. Must be nice to see a Bulls game. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sitting there uh, on the floor, and uh, got the camera by me, and Dwayne goes up for a shot, and oh boy, here comes the, the Andres impact. Nocioni from the Bulls, who was known as being thug. <laughs> you said it, I didn't. Uh, but he wasn't well liked around the league. <laughs> so Nocioni hits him, and Dwayne like starts to fall a little bit towards me, and I'm like kind of bracing myself. Oh, oh, and Dwayne Wade almost fell on me. Wow, uh, but he didn't. So then they go back down to the other end of the floor and come back, and the Heat have pretty much one more half-court set left before they pull out all the starters. And Wade goes up again right in front of me, and Nocioni comes over and clocks him. And so in my mind, I'm already kind of thinking from the previous time down, all right, you know, the natural instinct is you protect yourself. So Dwayne Wade falls and literally falls right on top of me. Nocioni clocks him, knocks him right on top of me. And because I was setting up and bracing for impact, I, I put both arms up and, and with my forearm and, and my hand, 
I, you clocked. I kind of like, you clocked. Kind of, <laughs> it was like so, the end of the Saints game. There was so, that much yeah, contact. Yeah, seriously, they should have thrown a flag on me. But what happens is I, I hit him, but it's more in a he's falling on me, and I'm kind of like as a glancing blow, like kind of redirecting him so he doesn't fall directly on me. Mm, it was a little more than that. You <laughs> why don't you, why don't you tweet the, this video out, I'm by going the way, to. Man, after this a, comes that, out so that's people can judge for themselves. So that's what I was going to get to next. So <laughs> on the replay, it looks <laughs> Bad. Oh, like, that, you you shove. Looks... You look. The only time I've ever seen Clay angrier than I saw him there is when the news desk tells him to go do something in a reported news story. <laughs> That's the only time I ever see you get that angry. Well, that and with the officials in the in the NFC. I, I noticed game. I didn't bring that up. So now it to me it didn't feel that bad because the momentum of him was coming over towards me. I just kind of redirected him, and then Dwayne gets up to go fight Nocioni, but by the time he gets up, Udonis Haslam has come over, and it's a, a full-fledged brawl, and Wade has no part of it. So <laughs> I, I'm like, man, I wonder what that. I wonder if they 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 got that on on camera. Now you go back and you look at there are three different replays where it looks awful. Meanwhile, I I walk off. You almost ended after up. all this is done. And this was before people really used a lot of text messages. And I've got a voicemail from my sports director, and I play it. And it's just four words. I'm rolling on that. <laughs> so he didn't get the stuff at the beginning, but, of course, he rolled on that. So my first encounter with Dwayne Wade was me shoving him to the floor and potentially hey, you, It's funny. Career. When we hired you then, we got to know you, and like a year or two later, you brought this story up. And I'm like, ah, it's probably not a big deal. He's probably exaggerating, <laughs> you know, because we you, stories like that. You're like, you're right. Yeah. It's not as bad as it seemed, yeah. or or it's not that bad at all. And then we watched it, and David Duke and I actually had the the, the, the opposite reaction. How did you bury the lead? Yeah, you, you you should have Dwayne you should have told. So tell us what have you accomplished in your career? Well, let's see. I've reported for 13 years, and I was the mean guy, and I, I once almost killed Dwayne Wade. And I, <laughs> I mean, I, the, the videos. You need to tweet it and, and have it there. You should need we'll to pin the, the video. Up. You need to we'll pin the, the videos. What you need yeah. to do. By the way, we we talk about how how memories flood back when you just say how Udonis Haslam got up to protect him yeah. like that that gives yeah. me that yeah. gives me like it's just it's that's emotional for me you're just gonna because, cry dude no you're, I might I might oh, listen no, he's gonna 100% cry no because no because to see someone both of them both of them were so selfless it's true Wade's never been the highest played paid player on the heat isn't that right well yeah like so yes. so this guy's the franchise and he's never been the highest paid player think about that like people think about the Heat, they think about Dwayne Wade. Think about the amount he's had to sacrifice to win. Um, and then I think about Udonis and the relationship they had, and how Udonis, you know, had to go, came out of Florida, was overweight, went overseas to play in France, came back, and made this NBA career. Yeah. And the way he had his back was yeah. just his whole career, du because Dwayne's style. I mean, we talk about, you know maturation there was also an evolution of his game Dwayne was dangerous when he first came into the league he took so many that. so many hard falls and he hit so many and he made a lot of his career on that like if once you get up you get you knocked know, down you and, get back up and actually, all those commercials I'll, I'll, t I'll tell another kind of the wheelchair I'll, I'll tell another oh my god I'll tell another personal story that's very random and don't get I too have, personal please. I have zero stories that begin like this but I was working out and I was at my gym in, in, in a was building this, in downtown like Miami. 2004? It, it's been a long time. And one thing I think of with Dwayne is free t-shirts because I have a thousand Dwayne-themed t-shirts. And I think at the time the t-shirt was We Want Wade. It was it was one of the times when he was going to be uh, eligible to leave via free agency. So everybody's wearing the We Want Wade shirts. So I'm, I'm alone in a gym and I'm wearing a We Want Wade shirt. 
And a guy walks into the gym and he starts working out. He goes, you're wearing my name on your shirt. I'm like, that's funny. He didn't know. He's like, no, seriously, I'm Dwayne Wade. I'm, I'm Dwayne Sr. I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. He's, he's like, I like your shirt. I'm like, thanks. I like your son. You know, so we start talking and he was telling me and, and it sort of relates to the way Dwayne had these shots that when he was a kid, they used to call him lucky because he was smaller than everyone. And his dad got him in these really physical games growing up. And Dwayne had this knack for hitting these crazy shots where he's getting knocked over and he flips it over his head. And, like, that's a skill that he honed over the course of his childhood And when his dad kind of helped toughen him up. And just to, you know, and to go from that and then to see him realize, hey, I want to be 37 years mm. old and playing the best basketball in my career. I'm going to have to change. And when he first started his career... Before the game, I would go early and I would help whoever was doing the live shots. And there was this random assistant coach who worked every single day with Dwayne on his jump shot. Basically taught him how to shoot at an NBA level. And every day he was out there early working with him and working with him. It was Eric Spolstra. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you look that, at that relationship has been there for a long time. I mean, Dwayne came into the league. He was a young player who needed to work on his jump shot. And Spo was a young up and coming assistant. And he fixed Dwayne Wade's jumper. And that's why Spo has such a hard time talking about this. Yeah. A lot, you know, and Spo also has been a prisoner of the moment in the sense that he's got, I mean, he's got to focus his team on the team and the playoff chase that they were in, all those different things. But I think when it comes to Dwayne, I think it's more that he just doesn't want to talk about it because it hurts him too much knowing that he's not going to look and, and see Dwayne next to him. You know what's interesting that I was thinking about, though, before we taped this, guys, is that there is one element of this that's odd, is that we already lost Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne left, mm -hmm. and it wasn't all his fault. Obviously, there was. We all the, the story has been well told and documented. Look, it never should have happened. Pat should have made that first phone call. Pat Riley should have made was to Dwayne Wade. Said, "Dwayne, you're not going anywhere. We're keeping you. We're going to figure out how to keep Hassan and some of the other things and do other things, trying to make this team better. But you're never leaving the Miami Heat. That should have been the first call. That's why when you go back and forth on and look, both sides have admitted some fault. It's always to me in the end, Pat Riley could have fixed this right away with a phone call to say, Dwayne, you are our franchise. You're not going anywhere." Here is what you want. Come back, and you can't you can't go back on that. It is what it is, and and the and the fact that they came back together is great. But I'm thinking back. Have, have I am I just getting older? What did we feel like when Dwayne left a couple of years ago? Because it doesn't feel like this. Maybe because when he left, there was two parts of it. One is Dwayne still playing, and two is. God, you got to think he's going to finish his career here. Is that why we didn't feel that? Because it doesn't feel like this. This sucks. This feeling sucks. The thought of of a guy that you have seen grow up before your eyes and been your, in your city and your franchise for 16 years is never coming back. There is no return now like you had that great emotion. What was the feeling a couple of years ago? I think part of that was because it started to trickle out that, that there were some not-so-great feelings on both sides. And... <laughs> It, it seemed not that the Heat didn't love Dwayne, but they didn't love Dwayne at the level at which he deserved to be paid. Yeah. And they didn't love him enough that financially. That was so unfortunate, that whole thing. It, it was. But I think because – I think there were different places – the emotions were different. Let me put it that way. I think it was more like 
People were outraged. People were angry. Here, I don't think there's anger. There's sadness because it's ending. But I think there was anger, be- and nobody knew exactly where to direct it or what percentage of that anger. Yeah, to some people actually where. direct. Some people directed it at Dwayne. There are Heat fans that I, I, sure. they probably won't admit it now, but there are Heat fans that, that were mad at Dwayne and like I don't want to say hated Dwayne, but we're like, go, go ahead and go. You're not the same player anymore, oh, anyways. Look, I think that there are still, and this is a, a whole different discussion for a whole different day. But I remember when I was a kid and and strictly a fan. I wanted my best, my favorite players to take hometown discounts so that 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 my my team could spend money elsewhere. As you grow up and you have a family yeah. and and things happen, I, I can tell you, me personally, I would never take a hometown yeah. discount Duke's, for anything. And to Duke's point, I mean, Dwayne has kind of done that his whole career. He's never this, been yes, the highest. Yes, but I, remember, but I think uh, to your point, sorry, I, I think I think some people looked at that and said. Well, why can't he do it one more time? Yeah. I, so I think there was some some anger directed there. He did, there. by the way. He did to come back. He I mean, did was, absolutely. He, he I wanted I wanted him to stick it to the Heat. Uh, honestly, that's that's how I felt. I I, I you were on Team Dwayne all I, the time. I, I've been on Team Dwayne for 16 years. I, I yeah. felt like I felt like they did him dirty. I felt like he's not where you save money. Like that's your franchise, yeah. and I think there's an you know you could talk about loyalty and loyalty you know free agency et cetera et cetera, but I felt like it was just wrong. Like my image of of of, of following the Heat and cheering for the Heat pre Dwayne mm-hmm. is the Allen Houston shot. I remember that moment. Yeah. Like I, I I can feel that moment. I remember where I was. I remember seeing my friends. I remember crumpling from the couch and being like, I can't believe they lost again. They're never gonna get to that level, and mm-hmm. sort of having that feeling. And Dwayne is what changed. Dwayne, because because of Dwayne Shaq, because of Dwayne LeBron, because of Dwayne three rings. That's just a fact. Oh, obviously, no he obviously, had three rings because of Dwayne. Obviously, Wade. it's connected to Pat Riley, but Pat Riley didn't get the rings here until he got Dwayne, and so. When they broke up, it was like a divorce. It was like, why, you know, who do you pick, your mother or your father? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it felt, it felt like a like a family was breaking up. But I felt like, as much as they needed Hassan Whiteside for ninety million dollars, that you talk about identity, family, culture, life, or all those terms that they use. Dwayne Wade is the Miami Heat, and, look, and we, so for we, them to it's not, all figured out now. And, 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 I get and, it, and listen, you know? it, it, it's 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 amazing and beautiful the way it worked out. The connection between Henry Thomas's agent and Pat Riley, and when Henry Thomas passed away, the Riley and Wade buried the hatchet, and they figured this thing out. And it didn't need it, to come to that. I guess it my didn't point. Need that's to come that's to that, the only but unfortunate but, but part. Thankfully, thankfully, it's it's ending the right mm-hmm. way. The city has given him proper love. The NBA has given him proper love, and it, he's not. You know, in some of his. The problem is when you talk to him after a game, he's thinking about a game, and you're going to get a basketball answer. But when you hear him a little bit away from the court. I, as as someone who's followed his whole career, feel like he is at peace with everything. Oh, 100%. I, I, look, he liked going back. Yeah. He, he called that experience in Chicago a good one. He wanted to play in his hometown. He wanted to play in that uniform. I think it's great in that sense that Dwayne is at peace with that. I think we all are. I just was, I, I look at the one thing I, that if I could change is Dwayne should have never left. And, it, and again, this isn't on him. This, I think the Heat organization could have put up and said, you're not going anywhere. And, and I, I think if they would have stepped up, Dwayne wouldn't have been worried about playing in Chicago and all that stuff. Bottom line, he ends up here, and I, and I think that the second part about Dwayne's you know legacy and look, we talk about the on court greatness. I think a couple of things that come to mind. Number one is I think people forget how good Dwayne was. Yeah. How let me rephrase that. I think people forget how great Dwayne was. He had a year where he led the league in scoring, averaged thirty points a game, eight assists and five rebounds in that same season. He was 
He was what you see now in these great players that you see now in the NBA. And by the way, in a league that's changing more toward offense, certainly wasn't the case eight, nine years ago when Dwayne was at his peak. Well, and Will, part of that is because he stepped aside for LeBron. I I think it's been a decade since he was the number one. And And in those four years, by the way, the big three shot 50% every year. He was a 50%. Remember, one year you think he shot like 53% of the big three. You know why? Because he wasn't taking it at the volume that he no. needed to, to to lead the Heat, he said, "I will I will defer, but I will take good shots and drive to the basket and alley oops and all that fun stuff we saw in the Big Three." Since you bring it up, let's bring up the Big Three because that was, you know, there's always this notion of okay, who's really the, the is it Pat, is it Dwayne, and each has given each other credit. And I think, like any story, it kind of always meets in the middle, right? Pat had a big Pat. Andy, the front office, they had a big uh, reason. They were they had the they were looking ahead to clearing space and, and creating something potentially with LeBron. But Dwayne, obviously, in his friendship with LeBron and his, and his friendship with Chris and the old Olympic experience, clearly that he was the driving force behind it. So the big three come together. Is it safe to say that even though of all the great things that Dwayne did and all the impact that he had, the big three era is what he'll be remembered for? That whole era, those four years, those four uh uh, NBA Finals in a row, the two championships. To me, that's the defining legacy of Dwayne Wade. That's interesting because I still remember him for 2006, and and I think I bring a, a little bit different view on all this thing because you guys were here in the moment. You guys had a close view of him. I, I I've think, never seen anything like it those four years. Yeah, I, mean, I, I never will ever see anything like well, it. Well, and, and see, that's where I think that that era. I think nationally, and and keep in mind, I'm coming at it from that perspective because even though we were in Fort Myers, we didn't. NBA was not very big over there. That's why we only came over very sporadically. So I think we got more of a a bird's eye view of the whole thing over there. I think the national view of the Big Three era was largely LeBron, whereas I think 2006 was Dwayne, and and I think LeBron will be associated with the Cleveland Cavaliers more so than the Miami Heat. Fairly or not, even though he won two titles down here, he is going to be remembered not just as a Cavalier, but also more of of being the NBA's. And I think Mm -hmm. he'll be remembered as part of the big three. I think Dwayne will be remembered as part of the big three. But I think Dwayne Wade, when you think Dwayne Wade, you will think Miami Heat. And I think that's because of 2006. So so when you ask what will Dwayne be remembered for, I think locally – probably bringing the big three together. I think nationally in bird's eye view, when people think of Dwayne Wade and his greatness, they're going to think of when he put the team on his back, and that was 2006. Boy, (laughs) when I think about the big three era, um, do you want me to talk basketball historically, or do you want me to talk personally? I think the bottom line is it was was a circus every day. Well, And and the funny thing for me, again, I, I, I think about Dwayne's career as paralleling my own merely in like chronology they happened at the same time but i went from being a news producer to the executive sports producer during the two right before the 2012 season so 2012 2013 2014 three of the big three of the big three years Mm -hmm. were spent dealing with this insanity that was lebron wade and bosh and i remember not being able to like have dinner (laughs) without a call from ESPN. Hey, I heard Dwayne said this, or Hey, I heard LeBron said that. And I've never experienced anything like that. And I don't know if we will ever experience something, the magnitude. Like I thought when Shaq came to town and got out of his 
his diesel truck and started firing his super soaker, that that was going to be like the peak of the bigness of the Miami Heat. <laughs> and then I remember being in the arena the day that LeBron, Wade, and Bosch popped out of the stage. And I remember at the time thinking to myself, like, I didn't know it would be this whole thing, not one, not two, not three, that that would become such a thing. But I just remember thinking to myself, this is kind of preposterous, and I love it. Like, this is ridiculous and awesome at the same time. This team is throwing a victory parade, and they haven't won a game yet. Like, that's amazing. But it was so fitting. It was so fun. It was, it it was, was so much. It was just, it was years. this, like, they popped out of the stage. They popped out of the stage. That It was just insanity. And I remember that summer was so stressful because, and, and again, I'm speaking from a Miami perspective. Well, you're speaking from a producer perspective. Uh, well, no, now you I'm didn't speaking, sleep for four years. No, now years. I'm speaking from a Miami perspective, right? Heading into that summer, in my opinion, people in Miami, obviously, sure, getting LeBron would be awesome. I don't think anybody thought they were going to get all three. Let's start with Stephen that. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith got it right. one? Yes, that's why he gets $10 million <laughs> a year. But but forget forget just that they got big, all three. My anxiety that summer was I didn't want to lose Dwayne Wade. Like, that's what I cared about in terms of the Miami Heat. I didn't know what they were going to add, but I didn't want them to subtract that. So when they got, I think Bosch was first, and then, came the, and then it all came together. It was just... It was so over the top. And then the thing that made it so much fun is when they actually played, it was as over the top as you would expect. Like the first year, I think LeBron was on his villain kick. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he had that night back in Cleveland, December 2nd, when you when you thought, you, you know, was, the fans were violently against him. Never seen anything like that either. But then, then once LeBron got into his comfort zone, and I think Dwayne had a lot to do with that. Once LeBron got in his comfort zone here and they sort of figured it out, I mean... I would argue the 2013 Heat was the most fun team that I can remember seeing, covering, being around between the Harlem Shake and the 27-game winning streak. Oh, so much and, fun. And, and, and Dwayne was at the center of that. In the As much as LeBron was the stratosphere, Wade was the Heat. And, 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 and I, Clay, I think you nailed it. I think LeBron belongs to, to the basketball gods yeah. and to the NBA, but Dwayne Wade belongs to Miami. He does, I mean, his, by, his... The, by the way, we, we forget it. I mean, I, this was, I think this was 2006. One of my favorite Dwayne Wade moments was when he got introduced because he had put himself on the, on the scene, you know, the national scene. He had that great finals, and they were giving him keys to this city and that city, and one of the commissioners goes up to introduce him and says, and we have this great player here who led the Heat to the championship, Wade Jones. I'll never forget his reaction when he, when and, he saw and his he, face. But just... not only was that great, the next day Todd Tongan went out and found there was some <laughs> like city like clerk or someone who worked his for name the was city wade jones. whose name was wade jones and he's like i didn't do anything yeah, it was it, like one of the best pieces was, we've it ever was, done it was a great it was a I funny like, but that whole i don't know who that is that but, whole uh, thanks, four dwayne. years was just i mean it was it was incredible and i think you know to dwayne's credit it's funny i asked dwayne in i mentioned that interview we do that that i did and that's for our special that's coming up in may reflecting on his career do you think you are like Miami? I mean, you know, you're, you're a kid from Illinois, Robbins, Illinois. I get it. All these things that you've talked about. He said, you know, it's funny. There's a generation that's grown up with me. Think about a kid who was born 16 years ago, who's now in high school and a basketball player or whatever. They don't, they don't think of Dwayne Wade as being from Chicago. They don't think of Dwayne. And this is what Dwayne said. He's like, there are kids. He's like, there are people that come up to me and they, I'm Miami to them. Like, and it hits me like, 
man, I, I am Miami. It's a big part of me. Like I really, even though I, I, I know that you, I wasn't born here. I know I wasn't raised here, but I became a man here. I became a, who I am now here. And I accept that responsibility. I don't, I love that. I embrace it. So he knows while Chicago embraces Dwayne and he holds a lot of charity events there. And while his hometown and the areas and the high schools he went to and all those things and Marquette, and that's great. I think when you think of Dwayne Wade, you will always think of Miami. He'll always be our, like Dan Marino. 20 years from now, you're going to think of Dwayne Wade. You're going to think of Miami. You're not going to think of all that other stuff. He is Miami. He will always be Miami. And he's I, honestly the greatest athlete we've ever had in this town. You can argue back and forth about Dan Marino. I don't think there's a sense, a, a purpose to, because Dan was amazing too. But given the championships and given what he meant to when he got here, basketball was on that fringe of like, hey, Pat Riley, like you said, promised a championship in the parade down Biscayne Boulevard, but it hadn't come. All we had is disappointments and the Allen Houstons and the, and, the, and falling short. Dwayne comes, and within a few years, they win a title, and the big three comes together. He is, we call this a basketball town, right? People call that, you go back and forth. It's a basketball town because of Dwayne Wade, yeah. and, and Dwayne Wade's going to be gone now. That's it. So where the heat goes in this basketball town now, what direction they go, it's hard to say because Dwayne Wade has been the Heat franchise for 16 years. Yeah, that's the next pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do the Heat go? By the way, before we get to even thinking of the next pod, our sponsor today, Vera Motors, when you spend your hard-earned money in a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera kind of like Buick GMC, Pembroke Pines, the Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. So as we wrap this up, we tape this pod on Sundays, the Dwayne Wade uh, ceremonies on Tuesday. You may actually be listening to this after the ceremony happened, so you may already know what happened in that ceremony. It's going to be emotional. Uh, Dave is going to start crying at noon. I cried I cried for Bosch. Dave's oh, going to start man. crying at 8 a.m. Um, Clay, I, I, I love Chris. Clay is doing a story at 5 o'clock that day on how to elbow uh, a superstar. <laughs> and maybe and use it to advance your career. And, yeah, I was going to say, and use it to your personal game. And we are going to really enjoy that and his final game against Brooklyn on Wednesday night. And then after that, you know, it's just – I think that actually should be our next pod. I think next week we should say, look, you know, hey, this is the end of the career of Dwayne, and we know what he's meant. But what now for the Miami Heat? I think that's a good way to look to next week. But let's enjoy for now what Dwayne Wade has meant, and it'll continue to meet in South Florida. And meanwhile, uh, just learn this as a life. If you learn anything today, don't 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 go out don't go out on a day that Dwayne Wade could end up having one of the greatest moments ever. Yeah, I'm not gonna live that one down in my own mind. Like it's one thing when, when and you didn't when marry you, her. If, well, if no, married, no, if I was like, and that's how I met your mother. No, then I said, this is amazing. That's, that's how a I great met, that's story. How I, no, this no, is, you never even saw that no. woman again. You don't even remember her name. I do. Okay, <laughs> but, but only let's, because let's, Dwayne uh, hit the shot. Let's keep that out of the equation. All right, that's your Miami Sports Pod. Thank you, Dwayne Wayne. Thank you for listening. We'll talk next week.